We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world, with all its power and might, steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, I will talk about the devastating consequences of abandoning truth and how when a church, a culture, a community, and a country loses that measuring rod outside of those things being measured, it makes huge mistakes. Mistakes like abandoning the people in Afghanistan. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Welcome to today's Rebellion. Today I want to talk about truth, truth with a capital T, and what happens when a culture no longer believes that there is such a thing, that truth is an objective reality outside of ourselves, and that there is a measuring rod outside of those things being measured that allows us to do some measuring. When we become the measure unto ourselves, when we decide that we will define everything, culture unravels. I've talked about this time and again on this show, but today I want to talk about it in a different way because I believe that it's this loss of the big thing, the true north, that north star of biblical truth objective reality of the first things in life. I think it's the loss of perspective on this first thing that has resulted in the church getting the question of Donald Trump wrong. It is the reason that mainline Christianity as well as evangelical Christianity and other denominations within the church have missed the mark when it comes to the nuance and the perspective on what is most important, what is the first thing, what is truth with a capital T when it comes to questions of leadership, questions of people like Donald Trump. Why are we still arguing over this? Well, again, I think the reason that we can't get this one right and that we're suffering the consequences therein is because we've lost perspective. And that loss of perspective is the result of losing our priorities, not understanding what really matters, and that there is no such thing as moral equivalency, that some things are wrong and some things are right, and on that continuum, there are some things that are closer to being wrong, and there are some things that are closer to being right. And when it comes to selecting leadership, you want to move toward the end of the continuum that represents the time-tested truths with a capital T as being your top priority. And when you lose that perspective, you are going to make big mistakes, and a lot of people will suffer as the result. Again, let's take a break. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I will be right back in a couple minutes. Okay, welcome back to The Rebellion. By the way, on the last couple shows, you've humored me. 
by allowing me to do some of the housekeeping and reminding you that if you'd like to subscribe to The Rebellion, you can do so by going to patreon.com backslash D-R-E-V-E-R-E-T-T-P-I-P-E-R. I've gone through several several shows recently, several episodes, where I haven't even mentioned that. So I hope you're not getting too annoyed that I've spent a couple minutes in the last couple shows reminding you of the uh, importance of going and uh, considering becoming a subscribing member to the Rebellion. Thank you for humoring me in some of that housekeeping. So back to today's show. I mentioned to you in a couple of the uh, this week's shows that um, immediately after the last election, the last presidential election, there was a former colleague of mine, a professor of communication, who now works at Newman University up in Wichita, Kansas, who immediately tweeted, immediately tweeted, after the announcement of Joe Biden's victory. I don't have the tweet in front of me right now, but I've almost committed it to memory. So I may be off slightly, but not much. He finally said, celebrating, thankful that we finally have a man of dignity, honesty, and integrity in the White House. Dignity, honesty, and integrity in the White House. Now, obviously, this professor was saying that because Donald Trump had been occupying the White House for the previous four years, that dignity, honesty, and integrity has been, had been sacrificed. And I also know implicit in that tweet was this message, shame on the church for embracing bad man orange because he's such a vile and despicable human being. And thankfully, we finally have Joe Biden, who represents the opposite. That's what this professor tweeted. This is a Christian professor, a person who has been involved in evangelical Christian college education for a number of years. And my response was, that is probably the dumbest statement I've ever heard. Dignity, honesty, and integrity? Are you serious? I think he also used the word decency. Joe Biden has been credibly accused by Tara Reid of digital rape. Sorry to be so graphic, but she was graphic in describing exactly what he had done to her. Joe Biden has been proven over and over and over again. It's irrefutable. The mainstream news covered it back in the 80s and 90s of his flagrant and habitual plagiarism. Now, I want to remind you that plagiarism is lying. You're lying about your work by suggesting that someone else's work is your work. In other words, you stole someone else's material and claimed it as your own. That's plagiarism. It's lying and it's theft. And Joe Biden did that repeatedly throughout his academic career. I've reminded you that Joe Biden lied about the death of his first wife and that the truck driver who tried to avoid the accident because his wife was responsible for careening through a stop sign was thereby accused because of Joe Biden's deception of being guilty of manslaughter. That was a lie. The judge actually 
found so accordingly. This is the man that this Christian college professor claims is a decent man of integrity and honesty in the White House. Now, why am I belaboring this? Well, I'm belaboring it in the context of the other Christian college professor that I cited earlier this week, who wrote during the 2016 primary season that he would never align, never align with a vile person, his language, like Donald Trump, would never give someone like that his vote. And his rationale thereafter in his piece that he wrote on his own personal blog, again, a Christian college professor, a professor of religion at an evangelical Christian college, said this. And his reason, his rationale, his defense of his position, he went on to say that he would gladly give up his religious freedom, then prostitute himself by voting for such a vile man. Now, I repeat these stories because there's a problem here, and I think the problem is a lo- a, excuse me, a loss of perspective and an ignorance of what matters, priorities. There's a suggestion that somehow there's moral equivalency between Donald Trump's boorish behavior, and I've said he is guilty of that, Uh, his immature tweets, his angry tweets, his condescending tweets, and I've said he's guilty of that. I wish he wouldn't have done as much of it as he did. Some of you are probably angry that I've said that, but it's a fact. But to suggest that there's a moral equivalency between Donald Trump's tweets and Joe Biden's plagiarism, and the fact that he was accused by Tara Reid for raping her, molesting her, to suggest that Donald Trump's behavior, his boorish behavior, is akin to that is is an ignorance, a naivete. It is an immature perspective on priorities and first things. And the proof is in the pudding. While Donald Trump was in office, he was never accused of any sexual impropriety while he was in office. I'm not talking about before, and I'm not defending what he did before he was elected, but he was never accused of any inappropriate sexual behavior. Zip, zero, while he was president of the United States or while he was in any elected position. Joe Biden has been accused of sexual impropriety while he was an elected official. You cannot assume moral equivalency between Joe Biden's behavior and Donald Trump's. What am I suggesting? Joe Biden's behavior is blatantly, obviously more immoral than Donald Trump's. And we're suffering the consequences for this inability to see the grades the gradation of moral culpability and immorality. Now, from a biblical perspective, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So I am no better than Joe Biden. You are no better than Joe Biden or Donald Trump. We're all in the same mess We're all on the sinking ship. 
and the only way for us to be redeemed and saved from that sinking ship is repentance and confession. Believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. It's that confession and repentance that puts us in a right relationship with God. That's a theological truth. That is a truth with regard to our eternity. But when it comes to choosing leadership, we choose leadership that is closer to the first things than someone else. And I would argue that in spite of Donald Trump's boorish behavior, he was closer to the objective truths of human dignity, human freedom, human identity, liberty, and yes, justice. Because Donald Trump gave us more religious freedom rather than less. Because of Donald Trump's strength in office, the people of of Afghanistan were given more liberty rather than less. The women of Afghanistan had more freedom religiously and otherwise rather than less, and the children in Afghanistan, little girls in particular, had to worry less about being gang-raped by the Taliban than they do now. So tell me why Donald Trump is so vile that you can't vote for him, but Joe Biden, who has orchestrated all of this, is a more decent, honest human being that brought dignity to the White House. Do you get my point? When we lose perspective, when we don't recognize the first things any longer, if we don't have our priorities straight any longer, and if we get these things confused and we think a childish, juvenile, boorish tweet is somehow on the same moral plane as abandoning the people of Afghanistan and letting the women and girls be butchered by these vile human beings, truly vile human beings. And if you think Donald Trump is vile, but you don't recognize the, recognize the Taliban as being worse, then you've got a problem. You've lost perspective and you're suffering the devastating consequences of abandoning truth. Truth with a capital T. Objective reality. I've told you before that the epiphany that turned me from being an anti-Trump spokesperson to a pro-Trump spokesperson was this issue of priorities. I've told you before the story about how I was talking to Oz Guinness, one of my mentors, one of my heroes, and he pointed out to me that if you want freedom, and he would argue that freedom is a first thing. Freedom is an objective truth. It's a truth of God. It's a truth baked into creation. It's a truth that's endemic to the human being because God created us as free-thinking individuals who have free choice. We're not robots. We're not automatons. We actually can choose how we live our lives. We can choose to accept Christ or reject Christ. We can choose to believe in God or disbelieve in God. We can choose to repent or not repent. We can choose to live moral lives or we can choose to live 
lives of debauchery. We can choose all of these things, and God gives us the latitude to make those choices. He doesn't force us to do anything. Now, we suffer the consequences for poor choices. That's inevitable. And many times we reap the positive benefits of making good choices. That's a biblical principle. That's a principle that's obvious within the way we live our lives. So back to my point. Os Guinness pointed out to me once that if you want freedom, always vote for the covenant. Never vote for the hierarchy. And what did he mean by that? We've talked about it before. Hierarchical governments, such as Belgium and France and the European Union, hierarchical governments, socialistic governments, communistic governments, top-down bureaucracies, always seek more power and control. Again, by definition, it's top-down. It's the people at the top who impose their will, their way, their policies, and their laws upon all of the rest of us. And by definition, this is the Democrat Party, much more so than the Republican Party. It's just a fact. The Democrats believe in more policies, more control, bigger government rather than smaller government. And what Os Guinness was telling me, if you want freedom, never vote for the hierarchy. Those bureaucracies always vote for something that's closer to the covenant. Now, again, it's a continuum. Maybe that's the word for the day here. There's a continuum of morality when we select leaders because none of them are perfect individuals. Some of them are bores, and some of them are bureaucrats, and some of them are just doggone evil. And I would argue that Joe Biden is closer to the evil end of that continuum than not. Now, that's an aggressive statement, but when you support the butchering of unborn babies literally seconds before they're born, I have a problem with that. That is evil. When you've changed the definition of what it means to be a woman, and you now say that a woman is not a biological fact, that she can be made up, that she can be mocked by men who want to blackface her in makeup and exaggerated costume. That is evil. When you have engaged in plagiarism over and over again, and you don't see anything wrong with that, that's evil. And when your worldview would lead you to abandon the people of of Afghanistan and leave them there, without doing your best to withdraw your military, if that's what you think you need to do, in an orderly fashion, which obviously could have been done with a little bit of planning. When you don't care and you wash your hands of that, and you just say, well, it's their own internal civil war, and they've got to solve their own problems, I would argue that is close to, closer to evil than not. So here's my point. You have a continuum of morality, and you also have a continuum of freedom. And the continuum of freedom from hierarchy to covenant, hierarchy being no freedom, covenant being maximum freedom, is one that we need to recognize within our discussion of priorities and our pursuit of truth. If we believe that freedom is an objective truth within the human being, a truth that cannot be denied and cannot be stolen and cannot be lied about, then we need to defend it as a first thing. 
in the language of philosophy, our summum bonum, our highest good. And I think that my two Christian college, um, colleagues, Christian college colleagues, that's a bit of a tongue twister, isn't it? I think the reason that these two faculty members that I've worked with in the past get the question of Donald Trump wrong is that they somehow don't understand the discussion of truth when it comes to the continuum of good and evil and morality versus immorality. And they've put Donald Trump's tweets on the same moral plane as abortion, as the LGBTQIA subjective lunacy, as the neo-Marxism of critical race theory. They put it on the same moral plane as the economic injustice that comes with socialism and communism and confiscatory taxes that are imposed upon us by the federal government where they actually end up stealing our property. And if you don't steal it through excessive taxation, you're going to steal it through excessive inflation. And we're seeing that right now. They put all of Donald Trump's tweets on the same moral plane as shutting down our energy industry, where we had energy independence. And now we're having to beg our enemies to produce more oil because we've shut our, we've shut our own production down. These are moral discussions. And these people, these two professors, think Donald Trump's tweets are more vile and more immoral than all of these other things I'm rattling off right now. And that makes no sense. If you really want to talk about justice and who's suffering, the suffering at the hands of Joe Biden and his decisions and his morality, or lack thereof, is much greater than the suffering that people experienced under Donald Trump. Employment was higher under Donald Trump. Fewer people were suffering economically because they had jobs. Freedom is under assault under Joe Biden, whereas it wasn't under Donald Trump. I'm not claiming he was a Christian. Some people that are listening right now would argue that he had some sort of conversion in his early days at the White House. I never heard Donald Trump make that claim for himself, so I'm not going to make it for him. But frankly, for the sake of the argument in play right now, that doesn't matter. What matters is that I, as a Christian, had more freedom under Donald Trump than I have under Joe Biden. And my Christian college professor just kind of sloughs that off. He says, I'd gladly give up my religious liberty rather than vote for Donald Trump. Well, First of all, it isn't your liberty to give up. How dare you suggest that liberty in the United States of America is something that you can decide to give up for all of the rest of us. There are people who have fought for that liberty, died for that liberty, given their lives and their careers for that liberty. Who are you to say that you'd gladly give it up? It's not yours. It's ours. It's guaranteed to us by the Constitution, and that is a moral good. That's much more moral on a much higher plane than the debate over Donald Trump's tweets. 
It's the devastating consequence of abandoning this truth, this reality, this fact that has led us to the crisis that we're in right now, a crisis where women don't even have their own bathrooms. I've said it over and over again. Wake up. Don't you recognize that this is a crisis when you're taking women's bathrooms away, when you're taking their sports away, and you're justifying it, and you're acting like this is no big deal, and that Donald Trump was a bad person because he called women bad names. But then you vote for somebody who turns around and takes women's very identity and dignity and throws it in the trash. Moral equivalency between Donald Trump and Joe Biden? I don't think so. You're talking about justice, but now you've got a man who's butchering babies in the womb by the tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, and justifying it, saying that it's a moral good to do so. You don't think that's evil? But you're going to turn around and say Donald Trump is a vile man? What is wrong with you? (laughs) Do you not understand that some things are wrong and some things are really wrong? Was Donald Trump wrong in some of the things he said on Twitter? Yes. Was he wrong in some of the things he said during the campaign? Absolutely. But were his wrongs on the same moral scale, were they morally equivalent to butchering babies and abandoning people in Afghanistan and destroying the dignity and identity of women in the United States and stealing our economic livelihood through inflation, lying about our economy, printing a trillion dollars of monopoly money every five minutes, and then pretending that somehow that's going to solve the problem. That's not a moral good, people. That is immoral. It's unjust. It's evil. It's lying. You don't have a man of dignity and decency and integrity in the White House if that's what he's doing. And my Christian college professors don't get it. And that's a shame because they, of all people, should understand what truth is and that we live in a broken world and that we need to make decisions that protect as much of that truth as possible. Yes, that means electing some broken human beings who do and say stupid things. But if they protect more of the truth, then you're going to have more freedom. And the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in Scripture. The proof was actually said by Jesus when he declared that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. When you abandon that, you're going to end up making foolish statements. Like, finally, we have a man of decency and integrity in the White House, in Joe Biden, and that you would gladly give up your religious freedom rather than vote for such a vile man as Donald Trump because of his tweets. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. We have to go back to truth. It's our North Star. It's our highest good. It's the only thing that will save us. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.